Welcome, everybody, to Becoming a Critical Health Thinker. You're listening to Episode 14, An Introduction to Simple Health, Part 2. While I'm making my way through the three concepts that assisted me in reclaiming my health from two grim diagnoses, one of which was breast cancer, stage 2 with a rapid dividing cell, and the philosophy of health, the attitude of health, and the strategy of health saved my life. Hi, I'm Becky Campos, and I have already introduced the first concept, the philosophy of health, in previous episodes, and I'm continuing to introduce the second concept that assisted me in getting well, the attitude of health. In episode 13, I began making the distinction between what health is and what health is not, by introducing you to my favorite definition of health I found in an old Webster's Dictionary. It is a clear, concise, and accurate definition worthy of repeating. Health is, quote, freedom from disease, good condition, normal, efficient, functioning, soundness of body and mind, freedom from disease and ailment, unquote. And together with the philosophy of health definition I introduced in episode 5, that health is the process by which we care for our human design, they make for a memorable definition of health we can hold on to. In this episode, I want to continue making the distinction between what health is and what health is not by introducing you to the totality of health versus isolated approaches to health. Identifying isolated approaches to health will eliminate frustration, confusion, financial burden for sure, and ultimately false hope in reclaiming your health and in the work of prevention. Isolated approaches to health and wellness are easy to identify. So let's take a close and personal look at what health is not. I'm simply just going to comment on these approaches and why I believe they fall short of the totality of health. Today, I will cover three of these approaches and the remainder in the next few podcasts. Well, first, the vegetarian diet and lifestyle is one of the most popular isolated approaches to health in the United States. According to Vegetarian Times Online magazine, who provides useful information for a vegetarian lifestyle, there are approximately 3.2% of U.S. adults or 7.3 million people following a vegetarian diet. Vegetarianism eliminates the consumption of animal-based foods from your diet, such as red meat, poultry, fish, game, and or eggs, cheese, and milk-based foods. This approach consists of consuming a plant-based diet consisting of grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, herbs, and spices. The vegetarian diet is near and dear to my heart. Since nutrition plays a major role in your health and wellness, it was imperative in my journey to reclaiming my health to transition from the standard American diet rich in processed foods, low in fiber, high sugar content, dangerous fats, and high caffeine, to consuming a plant-based diet, rich in antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, healthy fats, low in sugar and caffeine, high in fiber and cleansing waters. 
It was the diet recommended by many of the resources I had studied. My announcement that my conventional protocol was not working and that I was leaving my medical protocol for lifestyle medicine and consuming only a plant-based diet sent shockwaves through my family. I can still remember friends and family inquiring what I was going to eat. Adopting a vegetarian diet after 40 years of living in accordance to the standard American diet for the sake of reclaiming my health was one of the most cleansing things I have ever done. I was forced to think critically about my nutrition and to put effort into my recipes. It was quite a transition from my thoughtless eating to a well-ordered, high-nourished life. Please don't ever think, my friend, that my journey was easy. It may have been simple, but certainly not easy. Those early days were filled with heartache and uncertainty, and exiting the standard American diet brought great stress under an already stressful circumstance. Day after day, I was becoming a critical health thinker as I mastered the law of nutrition. The vegetarian diet assisted me in getting started. By the grace of God, I was able to make my way through those early days. So here are a few things to remember about the vegetarian lifestyle and diet. Although the diet consists of healthy plant-based foods, the emphasis, however, is more often on abstaining from animal-based foods for a variety of reasons, some religious, political, or personal reasons, and may or may not be focused on the totality of health and wellness. Mind you, there are many nuances to the diet. In particular, one vegetarian may include the consumption of dairy and eggs, and another may only include dairy, and still another may include them rarely. In addition, vegetarianism does not necessarily exclude the consumption of unhealthy, processed, high-sugar, and caffeinated foods. Young vegetarians, especially, are prone to consuming unhealthy processed foods as long as they do not contain any animal-based ingredients. Because the focus is on abstaining from animal-based foods, the vegetarian diet may or may not include mastering drinking sufficient water for hydration, exercising, adequate sleep, reducing stress, cleansing and fasting, receiving sufficient sunlight and fresh air, and emotional and spiritual fortitude. It is possible to eliminate the consumption of animal-based foods and yet miss out on the totality of health. The vegetarian diet is near and dear to my heart, but not apart from mastery of the 12 laws of simple health or the totality of lifestyle medicine. And second, the vegan or vegan diet and lifestyle. According to recent polls and studies, they cite 9.7 million Americans are following a vegan diet. Like vegetarian vegetarians, vegans abstain from animal-based foods, including dairy, eggs, and all milk-based foods, and also extend 
to abstaining from animal byproducts, makeup, or clothes that exploit the use of animals. It is most likely grounded in religious, political, and personal reasons as well. As with the vegetarian diet, this approach may or may not include mastery of the 12 laws of simple health. Now, since diet is critical in the pursuit of health and wellness, these two approaches are worthy approaches. So for the first three years of my journey, my diet consists of mostly plant-based foods and small quantities of yogurts, cheese, and turkey during the holiday season. Once I reclaimed my health, I introduced animal-based foods in small quantities and high qualities back into my diet for the sake of receiving sufficient saturated fat. Now, I never reintroduce the consumption of red meats back into my daily diet, but do enjoy them only two to three times a year in high quality and in very low quantities. A plant-based diet enabled me to cleanse my digestive system, reprogram my endocrine system, assist my cells with high amounts of antioxidants, and remove the burden off my overburdened liver. The vegan and vegetarian diets do open the door to transitioning from the standard American diet rich in processed foods, high in animal-based foods, dangerous fats, and highly processed sugars to a plant-based diet, and that is a good thing. The error often made in this approach is in the emphasis to abstain from animal products at all cost, rather than mastering the totality of health. I have to say that I do endorse both these diets in the work of reclaiming one's health and for the prevention of disease in short term, but not for a lifetime. I will explain this further in the Strategy of Health, where I will discuss the law of nutrition in detail, and you will discover how valuable both the vegan and vegetarian approaches to health and wellness can be when mastered properly. Since diet alone is not sufficient for reclaiming one's health, we must be diligent in living in accordance with the 12 laws of simple health. Otherwise, we will be shoveling snow while it is still snowing. And that, my friend, is exactly what we don't want. Well, third, another approach to health is the fruitarian diet. 55 to 75% of this diet is predominantly comprised of fruit and can include tomatoes, avocados, and cucumbers. As with other approaches, there may be levels of adherence. A person may choose to consume only fruit for three quarters of the day and consume grains, nuts, and seeds for their evening meal. Or they may consume these foods in combination throughout the day. Others may only consume fruit and seeds and not grains. This approach to health and wellness originates in the belief that we should return to consuming foods that only fall off of trees and refrain from consuming anything that destroys the plant kingdom. Now, in my 18 years of mentoring others to become critical health thinkers, I have not met any true fruitarians, except for toddlers who tend to survive, it seems, on fruit consumption, yogurt, and cheese. And it takes great work to train them to consume other foods besides grapes, bananas, cheese sticks, and yogurt. I have really never met 
a true fruitarian. I have met vegans and vegetarians who at times practice a fruitarian diet for two or three days for the sole purpose of mono-dieting. Mono-dieting is the work of restricting calories and foods to just one or two foods for the sake of cleansing the body. I will speak more about mono-dieting in the law of cleansing and fasting. Unlike the vegan and vegetarian diets, which are rich in omega fats, high fiber, antioxidants, vitamins and minerals, enzymes and protein, the fruitarian diet lacks quality sources of protein, enzymes, omega-369 fatty acids, high fiber, iron, calcium, and B12. As we take a close look at this diet, we can quickly determine that it is not a sustainable or balanced or long-term diet. Attitudes are powerful, my friend, and isolated approaches to health and wellness often overpromise but under-deliver when they are isolated from the totality of health. And it is easy for unhealthy attitudes to arise when you are following what seems to be a healthy diet, yet never quite reclaim your health or make progress in the prevention of disease. Well, please join me for episode 15 as I continue to introduce the totality of health versus the isolated approaches to health. And it is my hope that after all your listening, you will experience how simple health really is. <music>